Good evening and welcome along to the latest edition of the Endless Silks podcast. We've gave Anthony the, the night off, he seems to have been hosting a lot lately, he's had to fill in, so we're doing him a wee favour tonight. Um, how are you anyway, Anthony? I'm really good, mate. Glad to be back on. Um, and it's sounding as if there's no echo at this point as well. So hopefully the sound issues for a couple of weeks ago has um, been sorted. Aye. All good. For the day off the day, we're trying to get the, some of the Christmas shopping and that done. So aye, productive wee day. Good, good. And just to clarify, we all thought it was Anthony. It was a man to my, my left here who was the actual problem that day with echo. How are we doing, Stephen? <laughs> I'm good. Look, I want to dispute this. It was not me. My sound was perfect. People in the comments can back me up. And as Anthony said, I'm just looking forward to getting talking about the performance of the weekend. Before we get there, I do want to do a special shout out to Magranda. It is his 80th birthday today. So happy 80th, big man, to the biggest Celtic supporter I know, to the man who introduced me to Celtic Football Club and to the best man in my life. So happy birthday, Granda. And I hope you had a fantastic day. There was family over over visiting from Scotland and he really enjoyed himself. He got a big Celtic kick as well. And also an update on the Super Six. Oh, wait there, wait there. Well we're doing shouts oh. out, Stephen. Well we're doing shouts okay. out. Okay. Jed Thomas is in the comments. Became a granddad, I think, over the weekend or just early, just late last week. So congratulations, Jed. Congratulations, fully congratulations. And the, the Super Six here have to have a wee update on the table. With Cairn out in front again on 181 points, Mark Robertson 165, Anthony Dunn 161, Alistair Jack 157 tied with Kevin Hampsey, Stephen Coulthard coming up, Joe Finley, William Dobbin and then Jamie McIlduff. Quite a, a tasty top nine there. Franny, is your name there? I don't know what you're doing this year, buddy, but you're, you're nowhere to be seen. It's spelt uh, Kieran. <laughs> 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 and get your picks in for tomorrow for tomorrow. Tuesday. Get them in. We're on the morrow. We're on the morrow for a super six. I but welcome everybody in the comments and stuff. Pam, Paul, uh, what's this one? Shelly, Shelter, oh, Sheltic, Sheltic sixty seven, Plunge McNugget, Corvo's in there as well. So I'll well, I'll try and remember this time to bring up comments because Stephen just put me up for no doing it there. <laughs> no, no, you made you make us sound so bad. I only <laughs> said to you because I, I was sitting and I was on the podcast with you because my tablet's slow, right? And every time I click something, there's a pause between it coming up. And then last time you're on, I was like, he's fucking forgot to bring up comments. And you did. I wasn't putting uh-huh. you up. <laughs> <laughs> so Deny all responsibility, Stephen. Deny all. Deny all. Likewise with the sign, man. <laughs> Definitely wasn't me. That's it. Anyway, we'll just we'll we'll get into it there. A wee sort of a brief description for you each on on Saturday's match. It wasn't a it's no it wasn't much a talking point, but we'll kind of get into it, Stephen. Just a wee a brief overview of what you thought of the game and stuff and things like that. Just how was it for you? I don't know. It's, it's, it, there seems to be. I don't know what it is, but obviously all the stuff with the AGM, the fight with the Green Brigade, the, the, all that kind of retaliation thing. There's a weird feeling around the club at the minute. I don't know if anyone else is picking up on this vibe, but I'm definitely picking up on a just a strange, indifferent feeling when we should all be liking this f- football we're watching, get behind Brendan Rodgers and the team. And I think, unfortunately, it's going on to the pits. It's transcending onto the, onto the football players who are representing Celtic at the moment. Look, I'm not saying... It's to do with the support or things like that. But what I do see is just disjointed performances. I know we had a fantastic win against Aberdeen, but I think that's our is that our third or fourth draw in the league? And third like, in the league, I think. Third in the league, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we just weren't weren't clinical. <laughs> I thought we started poorly. 
we had all the possession in the world, 100%, but you don't win games on, on percentage stats. We'll have to get the ball in the back of the net. I think we had like two shots. Um, two shots on target, I think both for penalty kicks. And that, that for me is just not good enough. Do you know what I mean? And it, you don't want to be too harsh or too critical because we're still top of the league. Obviously, they didn't capitalize on us dropping points, which were just evens the way it was. But <laughs> Alistair Jack. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's just a, it's a strange feeling that I can't quite put my finger on at the moment. And the team to me, some weeks were fantastic. The next weeks we're just we're, we're down a wee bit, and it seems to be the consistency levels as well, aren't there? And look, I still obviously trust in Rogers and trust in the team he, he's building, and we'll go on to build and transfer windows to come. But just at this moment in time, after that performance, it's a, a strange feeling. I don't, I can't, I can't. Is there a text in the in the group chat? I don't know how to feel. I genuinely didn't know how to feel. Usually, I would react anger, or I would just let it go past me. But I, I just in that moment, I seen you talking to each other and, and debating what actually went wrong in the game. And I couldn't just I couldn't figure it out. I just couldn't figure it out. And as I am best just leaving this because I just I just don't know. Yeah, I just don't know how to feel, Franny, to be honest. Uh, it's, it, it's kind of a strange one. And I don't know for yourself, Anthony, as well. You'd have been at the game, so you'd have set, maybe sensed the mood a wee bit different and things like that. Um, but I don't know, it was maybe we were feeling a wee bit frustrated. Then obviously the Aberdeen result, it kind of keeps the status quo and you're maybe... You might maybe look at it for a different prism and things like that, and not saying paper over cracks. It's not that's not the right term, but sometimes when you come off a, a bad result or a, a negative result, and then Rangers maybe follow up with a, a negative result as well, and it it, it kind of maybe leaves you in that limbo. You didn't you want to be maybe want to be angry at the team, but then they're like, well, there's no ground lost. I, I don't know what as I say, I don't know how you're feeling about Anthony. Just maybe a wee brief description of, of the game yourself and stuff. Uh, yeah, but kind of similar to Stephen. Um, to be honest, mate, it was a it was a a bit of a flat kind of performance so all round. And the, what kind of struck me was just that, and and, a, and again, we know that there's a lot of um, you know the, the kind of more regular players. There's a, a few big names missing at the moment, but there's still quite a lot. You know, there's more than enough quality on that pitch to to uh, to win the game, or and essential and essentially as well. You know, putting on a, a better performance. Um, you know, it just seemed very quite slow, a little bit turgid. Um, I mean, Motherwell definitely did do the classic, you know, ten men behind the ball kind of um, kind of performance, which you know the BBC and other outlets love to give credit for. But you know, that's their gift. That if that's the way they want to play, then then fair enough. Um, but it's up to us to to find ways of breaking that down, and it it, it just never seemed to. It was one of the days where you, there's games where you have put um, performances like that Parkhead, but you sense a goal's coming. You know you can you, you, mm-hmm. you still feel real, but I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't feel as though we were going to score. And then we actually actually had to leave early um, on Saturday. It's not something I often do, but we had um, Jude's award night on on Saturday night, so I had to get back sharp. So I actually left just as Turnbull scored, and. Um, it was a strange, like even walking around to the car, I thought, there's, you, you can't, Stephen said, it's hard to put your finger on it, but you just had this sense that the game wasn't, a, there was still something else to come. And then obviously the guys that are always in, you know, there's always somebody with a wireless, you know, listening in and obviously <laughs> it filtered through quite quickly that, that Motherwell had equalised. And then by the time I got back to the car, I'd obviously checked the group chat and uh, the defence were rightly um, coming in for a lot of criticism for it. It was awful defending. 
Um, and goalkeeping, that has to be said, for, for the goal. It's not the type of goal you should be conceding. Um, it was a, a real a real bad one. Um, and I suppose, like you say, the fact that Rangers have failed to capitalise is probably kind of kind of taking the, that that proper blunt kind of anger away from away mm-hmm. it, so to speak. But definitely, it's not something that you want to be... Uh, it's not the type of performance that you want to be seen repeated anytime soon. Anthony, what was the the atmosphere like? It's well, the one 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 was did you, pretty did, densely did, populated. Um, did you did you still, see the the GB outside? I, I didn't know. I was actually by the time we got parked up on Saturday, um, we went for me and my dad went for a, a wee Big Mac beforehand. <laughs> um, so by the time we got round to the game, it was a bit, bit down to our seats. It was about half past two, twenty to three. So by that point, you know the. You know, whatever was happening had long dissipated and yeah. uh, the players had arrived and were training actually when just as we were sitting down they were doing their final run back into the tunnel to go and get the you know the match kits on so i didn't really see any um of it and because i wasn't on my phone so i hadn't heard of any there didn't seem like there'd been any fallout or clashes or anything like that um so yeah if there was any action as as the, uh, it was advertised as it was it seemed pretty low-key um to me um the game itself there was like very much there, there obviously wasn't the continuous chanting that, that you know that yeah. they used to win the, the, the green brigade around but generally when celtic were you know if it was a, a good tackle or a good bit of play that would generate you know wee pockets say you know you know guys singing along certainly down where i was and um and then obviously as the game was wearing on, it was getting more and more kind of louder, you know, try to tight, you know, try to, you know, kind of suck the ball into the net, so to speak. But um but you know, in terms of the in terms of the, the match atmosphere itself, you know, but probably what I also kind of kind of try and point out as well, even when the Green Brigade are there and you know, they do sing the full you you can't take that away from them, but it, even when you watch games back on the telly, that they're there, it, 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 it's not like raucous and loud. But you, you know, you, it's like a a constant noise. But it's not you know deafening or anything like that. So don't notice a huge amount of difference from where I sit. Anyway, to be to, to be honest, the one the one thing you 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 don't hear is a drum constantly getting banged, which mm. I'm not too fussy about anyway. But there there wasn't any kind of um, like you know any aggression for you know like you say. Sp- but fans with different opinions or anything like that clashing that I've seen of anyway. I think, I mean, uh, what I've seen it's certainly online and stuff. There's not doesn't seem to be any doesn't doesn't seem to be anything the Green Brigade that done that you can say you can maybe uh, sort of have a go at them. It seemed all quite. It's it's frankly it's it, I think it's well, not that I'm trying to have a go. It's, it's just saying. No no no. Well, obviously they put out a statement saying how they were. Uh, there would be action before this game and stuff. The officer then, so you don't, you, you don't know what that's got to be off the back of what's been going on and, and things. And then they do say, well, they say a time for everybody to turn up to to welcome the team in the Celtic way. Maybe the 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 cynic and me just known going by sort of for their previous history, certain behaviours and stuff. You're like, well, have they got to use this and that could have a negative impact on the team. But certainly, again, what you've seen online anyway. There's no hint of them uh, causing mm-hmm. a, an atmosphere, an adverse atmosphere, if you like. It all looked very, very like 
Oh, dare I say it like a European night where they will they would sort of uh, have the the pyrotechnics and things like that. So it, it looked a, quite a welcome sort of a uh, thing. Apart from I don't think they were too keen to Rod Stewart turning up and they even as a lot of fans but, are even. Right, but but even that, 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 that's that's it. That is embarrassing. If you're, if you're doing Rod Stewart, you need to you need to have a serious word for yourself. Like, I mean, I've, Rod probably. I, I don't know what was shouted or what was said. He probably could and should have just kept kept walking without reacting. Um, but. Yeah, I've I've got no time for this. You know, they they claim to be a club open to all, and you know, you know, know. as long as you agree with every single thing they say. Um, Rod Stewart's done wonders spreading uh, the name of Celtic. Um, mm. Throughout, he's, he's a big Celtic fan. He's obviously English-born, a Scottish um, father, so he feels that kind of dual sense of identity. It's not a kind of identity that I have, but you know, that's his gift, and he's a Celtic supporter, mm. and he's. He's been a Celtic supporter for as long as I can remember. So this whole let's you know if if, it, if it's been something shitty that's been said to him, then that's that's out of line. But probably if I'd been him, I'd I'd like to think I'd have just kept walking because reacting to it just kind of gives them what they want. Probably, but um, but as I say, in terms of anything else, I I, I didn't see any mm. any altercations with other kind of you know regular supporters. Uh, see, but like I know we were necessarily going to talk about it, but I have absolutely zero issue with him giving them the middle finger. We're all grown, grown adults and stuff, and like you say, Anthony, we don't know the abuse he was getting. And to be fair, he, he looked the pictures I've seen. He's doing it with a wry smile on his face and stuff, so it looks all like right. he's taking the right nature, giving a wee bit back. If you've got, ah, I bet he was getting some some amount of abuse because he gets yeah. apparently gets a free seat. Nobody knows if he gets a free seat or no. And at the end of the day. It's, Quite a lot of us would probably take a free seat at Parkhead if we're offered it at the end of the day. So uh, we're all hypocrites when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I have absolutely zero issue with him getting the green bigger the wee bit back. I mean, we're all adults at the end of the day. It's, if you've got to get it, you've got to expect a wee bit of back. And mm-hmm. just to kind of go to Celtic 67's comment about the green bigger, I, I know you, you were talking about it on Friday, Stephen. They do add atmosphere, but I think you're not going to just get that straight away, it's, again, for grown adults, maybe a wee bit embarrassed to start singing and that. I think it'll just, if the Green Brigade, I think I think there will be some sort of resolution too between them mm. and the club. Uh, mm. I, I would be surprised if it's not happened before the Celtic Rangers game. I think I've heard the Hibs game. I think they'll want them back before that, before the Celtic Rangers game, mate. And, and, but in a hypothetical world and a parallel universe somewhere that didn't come back. I, the, the atmosphere would naturally come back. It's it, it's got to be a natural kind of growth. I think it's not denying the ad atmosphere now, but I think it's if they weren't to come back, it'd be one of the ones where it just naturally it's it's got to, it would it would come back. Other fa- other factions groups would maybe pop just pop up and start singing and stuff. So I will just we've we've spoken about the game because a lot We'll just we'll try and get we'll get, try and get banned because in, in all fairness to them, there doesn't seem to be anything really to, to moan about it all looked all looked friendly at the weekend and stuff. But um I will just kinda we'll get into the game and it was just I wanted to kinda bring up uh Yang, who is he's been coming <coughs> in for a lot of credit lately and stuff, Anthony. And and rightly so his his performances have carried that. But the weekend I thought he Thought he really, I thought he started okay. I thought really doing anything amazing, but I think he he kind of struggled and stuff. And 
I think you see it, man, but I'm going to put it down to age and stuff that when things start not going from the confidence, just I feel like it shoots from and he just, it doesn't seem to be there. I think for about 30 minutes, he struggled to even beat a man. He had a great chance in the second half with Heather that probably should score. Just, I, I don't know what you thought about his performance. I, I don't think it's something, we, well, speaking of myself, it's not something I'm overly concerned about, but just maybe a bad day for him really. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I did say in the group chat at half-time, I'd probably take take him off, because um, it, it, you say he wasn't getting any joy um, at all, and you could see that it was one of these, well, just one of the days where it just nothing seemed to be to be going right for him. Um, obviously, he did um, change things up a bit um, in the second half, um, but, but bringing Owen, you know, quite 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 early on in the second half. But um, I, I mean, listen, he's one of these until he gets a sort of a right run of games, you're not going to be able to tell what's he's sort of more, you know, what's more the norm and what more's the, the, the break um, from it. But he seemed to, to start okay, but then it, 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 the game kind of drifted out of it very, very, very quickly. And um, just want to, yeah, Jed's actually, that's a fair point, Jed, he was poor, but I don't really think there's anyone that can really say that they've came away with a glowing report um, on Saturday. But, yeah, it definitely wasn't one of his better days at the office, Brian. Nah, it certainly wasn't, Stephen. And then I think he even had a there was a moment in the second half as well where I, I don't know if he totally got in O's way, but maybe put O off. I, th- I think O as a striker and the confidence he'd showed the last few weeks and stuff uh, should have probably stuck that one away at the back post. But uh, what was your overall thought of, of Yang's performance? I actually thought our worst player was Palma. I thought Palma was abysmal in the first mm-hmm. half. I was so surprised he came out for the second half. And like, and I'm going to come on the end, but Palma to me, I, don't get me wrong, he's been excellent. He, I think he has over like 10 goal contributions in however many games he's played for us. So that's fair enough. But sometimes I watch Palma, and I think to me, you can read where he's going nine times out of 10. And I think the fullback cope really well for Motherwell. He's looking to cut in on the right foot most of the time. He was just showing him on the inside and he was getting the ball most of the times. And Palmer, you said that Yang didn't beat a man. I think Palmer probably got by his man once and that was about it. He wasn't great. What I like about Yang, and put his performance to one side, he's always making himself available. He's always trying mm. to do it again. He's always trying to get out the fullback. Maybe it didn't work for him in that game, but you cannot say he's hid from it. You cannot say he's kind of fell on the wayside. He's always looking for the ball. He was still getting into the box. He should. I totally agree with you, Franny. He should have scored with that header. I mean, it was he was running in, and all he had to do was place it, and he ended up putting it at the place that was actually hardest, and that was past the post. It was baffling <laughs> to me. I actually missed the opportunity. But you, you, you mentioned the old thing. I, I think both of them, we bit of miscommunication uh, between them, and the ball just went out of play. But I like I like Yang because he never hides, and he, he's always available for a pass, and he's always staying wide and, and trying to do the best for the team in terms of creating something. Maybe... What let him down the game was his final product. And that's something we spoke about before. He's really inconsistent with that. The last game against Aberdeen, he was frightening. I thought for 60 minutes, he was incredible. And he, and he got a goal. I think it was against them as well. So he, he played really well that game. But if I go back to Palma, I really just thought he struggled. I thought he was terrible. I really did. And every player's up for criticism. Like Jed said, the whole team were poor. But I, I was so surprised and he came back out. I really was. And... I just didn't get his performance, and I. But Yang was, Yang was, he's decent. But that was about it. I'll give him 
maybe good marks because he never hid from the ball or and they always wanted to be available for the attack like and no, I think that I think that's fair. It, it, I do agree with you, Stephen. It, it doesn't for a young boy doesn't hide for the game when it's it's not going his way. And I think for me anyway, we said it plenty of times we are bad at wingers at that age. They're got to be mm-hmm. hot and cold. They'll, they'll maybe play two or three good games and they're probably chucking a game a a, a, a more a poorer game than what what we've seen the previous week. So I, I'm certainly not concerned about his performance. I just thought. He's kind of been one that's coming in rightly for a bit of praise, and he just again he didn't have a good game. But like I say, that could have been labelled at a lot. The did you not think Palmer played bad? Did you did you not get that nah, from the game? Well, I'm not going to sit and say he played brilliant, Stephen. I, I actually mm. thought he was one of our better players because I just think he's a more creative for a creative player. I just Aye, yeah. think we we show a lot of confidence in him, and we we give them give them the ball a lot and expect a lot from him. So maybe sometimes we should be. Give him a wee bit of help, uh, but nah, we'll we'll kind of just we'll we'll move on to the goal and stuff. Um, well, I well we'll kind of we'll kind of talk about the goals. Obviously, more sort of a penalty, heartache, Anthony. Then we scored one and missed one and stuff. Um, but obviously, the first one, like two penalties. But I'm not going to the actual penalties. I think they're for me anyway. They're certainly the first ones. are still more. Uh, the second yeah. one. Well, if you're Chris Boyd, it's not because apparently Mikey Johnson's never getting near the ball, so I don't know where he's coming Connor from. Goldson? Anyone here, Connor Goldson? Well, Connor Goldson was apparently getting to the ball, that's what he said, and Mikey Johnson, wasn't he? <laughs> I don't know. But, um, Me. I've seen, I've seen a, a few things online where Palmer's getting pulled up for his, his stuttering run-up and things like that. Um, I don't know what you thought of the penalty. Do you, do you think the, the run-up's a factor for me? It's It's an excuse. I, I'm 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 not necessarily convinced that it's that it's a, a factor, mate. It's just a, a, a my own personal views on it. I don't know I have any sort of data to say whether or not players that insist on doing this run up have more or less success than those that don't. It's just a preference. I hate players that do, players doing that daft run. I even hate it when you know Jordan Henderson incorporated it into his celebrations when he was lifting trophies at Liverpool as well. It's just I don't know what it is. It just it really grinds my gears, and um, I'm <laughs> never confident. I'm, I'll be I'm not really. Co- I know that Palmer took his right foot, so that's not really pointless for for this um, chat. But I'm never. Um, I'm the same way. Left footed penalty takers. Right. I'm, I'm never convinced at all. Seen a left footers are taking a penalty. I'm never convinced he's scoring. <laughs> but I mean, when you look at, I mean, he took. Um, he took the penalty when we were up against Aberdeen, where someone kind of run up and, and put it away. We, you know, you know he, he took it well. Um, he, I, I don't know what it was. Maybe the fact that it was a stonewall penalty and then it took VAR a lifetime to confirm it. And I, but to the point where people in the stadium were starting to think, maybe O's dived here. Like, there's no mm. way that this should be taking as long to, to confirm this. And obviously... I've seen the footage back in real time and how VAR needed to even look at it is beyond me. It's as stonewall a penalty as you can ever hope um, to see. Um, but I don't know if that did that play in Palmer's mind. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but even taking, doesn't matter how he ran up, he, not, he didn't take the penalty well mm-hmm. um, either. Um, so it's frustrating for me. And again, although, you know, obviously David Turnbull, he scored his one, don't get me wrong, um, and he took it well. But um, again, I've got a bit of an old school view about it. I think one of your two strikers should be taking the, the penalties because then even if they do miss it, it's like, well, 
they're still your main they're still your main goal threat on the park. So you know, not I mean, you're not you're never ever going to score every penalty, but your strikers should be hitting them for me. And I have no idea why Kyogo or O don't seem to be in the the pecking order to do it. Um, Cal McGregor's missed, God knows how many. Hatati's missed a few, um, and now obviously, you, you know, Palmer's missed as well. It's you almost feel like, what's what's the point in it? Because our, our success rate is, I think, is it just over fifty percent? I'm sure I heard somebody say on the radio on Saturday. Like that, that, anyway. that, that's really no good. And again, mm. without trying, you know, going into the role of pantomime villain. I don't think really think there's an excuse for professional football. A, a goalkeeper shouldn't really have a chance in a penalty again in a, in, a, in a one-on-one. I get that, of course, in a shootout, it's a different type of thing, and you know it's happening all the time. And the laws averages suggest that eventually a keeper's going to has to save one in a shootout. But during a game, I don't think there's an excuse for it. It's certainly not to the amount of regularity that we're that we're missing them. It's I would be. And then obviously, that's why I'm not the Celtic manager and Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> but there, there, there would be, there would be punishment for me. I don't know whether it would be if you, if you, if you're the penalty taker, and you miss. There's something not going in your wages that week. It's either a ten or fifteen percent of your wages isn't going in the bank or something like that. That's how strongly I feel about it. There's no excuse for missing penalties and the regularity that we do. I tell you, they were talking about Ross Jerk being a Tory. I think that's some Tory. I'll come to yourself on in Palmo's penalty, uh, Stephen. It would say the, the, the stuttering run up one week at what the uh, I can't really say he scored that penalty against Aberdeen was brilliant. I think for me, it just comes down to. Uh, I'm not too concerned about the run up. You see, you look at Jorginho at Arsenal and Chelsea. He does a hop, skip, and a jump and things like that. Paul Pogba, mm-hmm. he's one of the worst run ups, I think, for a penalty. But if you look at his conversion rate, it's frightening. It's mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. Jorginho's the same. I think it's whatever really works here. I think I, I do agree they start and run ups do look bad when a player misses them. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of see where Anthony's coming with your strikers. Like, why isn't your strikers what to take them? I know. Mm-hmm. I know O had the ball for the second one and a wee bit of me was happy with that because it's shown that he's got confidence. Obviously, David Tumble then asked for it and what I did like is there was no wee sort of a scuffle saying, no, I'll take it, you take it and it could put you off and you end up missing it. So I like that, but I, I do I, I do understand the whole why is your strike going to take it, but equally, when you see Palmer score one like he did against Aberdeen, I'd no quite. I, I thought it was thought he was got to score. What did you think about his penalty? Uh, first of all, both instances were still more penalty kicks. I seen Michael Mitchell put in there. Why did the person not get sent off for the tackle? No, it was a, it was a, a bad challenge, and I actually tend to agree with him on that front. But um, you talk about press. Leave McGabby out of it. McGabby's a superstar. I but only for that game. He's a Ballon d'Or winner in my heart. That's that's where he's going to stay. <laughs> but um. Like like Anthony said, look, he talks about pressure and the pressure you feel hitting the penalty kick. Could you imagine Tony being your manager and you're in the Champions <laughs> League final? You miss the penalty <laughs> kick to win it. You walk into the dressing room, Tony's like, you're getting paid, fuck all. You're <laughs> shit. <laughs> but I actually agree. I actually agree with Anthony on, on that front. I think 
there should be for our conversion rate to be fifty odd percent is abysmal. If anything below nine anything below ninety percent, I think is unacceptable because you can maybe void a couple of penalty penalties here and there. And you can't really say it's because it, like we're not getting them often enough. I think we'll have the joint task, funny enough, penalty kicks in, in the Scottish League at, at the moment. But actual penalty kicks, not just to help you in the 90th minute, if you get in the drift. But um, and penalty kicks, it takes the VAR team 20 minutes to give. But Palmer, I thought, he, he, he telegraphed the, the first penalty. He looked, you never look where you're going. Keep it read that situation comfortably. And it wasn't even in the bottom corner. It was mid- and it, it was a comfortable save for the keeper in the end. He should come off penalty kicks for me. I know we all talk about him as a set-piece expert, but I think it's more from free kicks and corners that he, he does his damage. Um, Turnbull, every time he's on the pits, he usually takes a penalty kick, and I didn't really, I didn't feel unconfident when he was hitting it. I, I kind of trust Turnbull with penalties, but I, you look around that team, like Rio Tate's had a go, a couple of other players have threw their hat in the ring, and it doesn't really work out. We've just got a terrible record of penalty kicks. Even Roger spoke about it. He doesn't know why because they practice them, and it's it's just it's strange. I mentioned I know like Alzer Johnson are right back, maybe hitting them for a laugh. Do you know, give just do no. This you do in the dress room. Are we raffle? No, before you go out in the pitch, you put your, <laughs> your put all these names in a hat, and like, you, whoever pulls it out, and whoever it may be, you're taking the pens. Carter Vickers is like what? <laughs> no one ones, but. It's just um, I don't I don't get it. 50, 52, 53 percent conversion rate is shocking, and we should be taking advantage of these. And th- uh, me and Anthony don't agree on much. That, let's be honest. But missing <laughs> m- missing from from twelve yards out over over a fifty percent wow is nothing short of a disgrace. Nothing short of it. And if it's punishment, if it's wage fines, if it's one of them petty fines that they do the wee court. Remember Neil Lennon done that court thing? He used to do the wee court thing with the players. Maybe bring that back again if, if you if you miss a penalty. I don't know, something to fucking make them hit it into the back of the net. <laughs> the, reason, the, the reason I think, I've spoken about this before, I wouldn't let Kyogo take it. He, he for me, is a striker on instinct. When you give him time to think, he really... He, he rarely I, I, makes I the, mix, the right decision. It, do you know what I mean? And that's what I'm thinking. But then, see if you've got a clear shot at goal for 12 yards, who would you want in front of you? Wouldn't be Kyogo. I wouldn't be confident with Kyogo. No, I'm no? not talking about a penalty. Just the ball breaks, 12 yards out, free shot, who are you wanting? That's instinct. Uh, if he's running under that, bang! That, that's instinct. I, I, know, I, but, I know it as instinct, but at the same time, it's it's one of them. I'd probably want Kyogo on the end of that. Nah, I wouldn't have any more near penalty kicks. Wouldn't have any more near. I would trust O, O, to take a penalty kick. He can strike a ball, and we've seen him do it before. But I don't know. We we don't have. I mean, can you go into the transfer window for a penalty kick taker? Is that is that an option? Do you know what I mean? If you <laughs> if you miss the card and Moy, no. Why did you have this? Come on, Alistair Jack's going to be over that. If you miss a penalty, you have to set beside Rod Stewart in the bus home. Wow. But um, I don't know what it is. But we scored one, missed one. There you go again. Yeah, yeah. O, o seems like a, that type of striker to me that, that hit one into the top top bag continuously. He looks that confident, but Turnbull scored. Oh, hundred percent, mate. I get that, but but Turnbull doesn't start, and he manages to take all her penalty kicks. I know. I'll kind of quickly ask you and stuff, because for me, I think Turnbull is a penalty kick taker, but unfortunately, mm. Turnbull was not a regular in the team. He might now. I, I don't. Home, I thought, played okay at the weekend. I think he was really good against Aberdeen. Um, I'm quite excited to see him getting a, ho- hopefully get a run in the team all, 
uh, home. I don't, we'll get into it later. I don't think he'll play against that. So, um, Bernardo, I don't know if he's... He seems to play for the under-21s so for Portugal Portscore team. And he's in and out the Celtic team. So, maybe Tumble will stake that claim while Hattati's out and stuff. Um, but I don't... For you, Anthony, who would... If you have to pick a name, pluck a name, who are you, ta- who are you taking the penalties? Purely for the fact he's a striker, I'd take Stephen's points about his thing, but I, I just think it should be a, almost like an unwritten rule. Your striker should be hitting the, hitting the penalties. So whether that would be 90% of the time, that would be Kyogo. Um, if O was on the park, wouldn't have him an, an issue taking it. But yeah, as I say, I'm old school. No, no, no fancy run-ups, no you know trick shots, just straight through, laces through it. Get the net burst and then we can we can go home happy. <laughs> I'm getting some stuff for this bit, by the way. I'll come to you, Steve, a quick one. Who who would you have on penalties for us? For me, I'm, I'm sticking tumble. I'm sticking O'Reilly. Ah, can't I've been O'Reilly. Yeah. I can't hear left footer on penalties. Can I do it? Ah, well, he's going on them. I, I'm making sure of it. He's going on them from now on. Mate, you don't know you don't know who's hit them from week to week. It could be anybody. <laughs> We don't have a set penalty kick taker, so you O'Reilly's going to have one. I do, I do think it is tumble, but obviously he's not in the team enough. I would say he's not, he's not regular in the team anyway when everybody's fit. So, I uh, it's, it's a strange, but I, uh, it's a record for penalties is absolutely terrible. I think we can all admit that. Shocking. I agree on that one. Um, but we'll just kind of we'll sort of round up talking about the game. We'll, we'll go into other bits of the game, but we'll kind of round up, obviously. We do get the late penalty with Tumble. I mean, it was a fantastic penalty that he sticks away and stuff right in the corner. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I don't know if the keeper maybe gambled thinking he was going to do it straight down the middle because he just stood still. But then Motherwell got the park, and I've, I don't know what you can say about that defender, Anthony. I, mean, I, I don't know if you've managed to catch the replays. I know you said you had to leave early because you had other things on and stuff. So I don't know if you've managed to see, see the replay. But a big thing for me, I mean, there's plenty of culprits in, mm-hmm. in there that can and take the blame. Like Taylor doesn't cover his selling glory, but if you want to defend them in a sense, why is he on one of the biggest guys in the park? Why is it, is it as simple as, well, because I don't think a beaker started the match, so maybe Taylor was marking the guy that he replaced. Is it just as simple as that? That Oh, well, you pick up him now. Um, but I would imagine it's a wee bit more thought out than that, that you, you're on the pitch and you go, right, well, this guy's about two foot taller than me and about five staying heavier than me. I'll just push him off the block and we, can we swap. Joe Hart just gets caught and I wouldn't say no man's land, but he just seems to totally misjudge the flight of the ball. And like one of the big concerning things for me is the fact that Obika doesn't really it doesn't need to do much. He's he's almost bending down to header it. Great point. For about, Great point. For about four yards out in the middle of the goal. And I'm like, why are that late in the game as a ball essentially dropping? There, I don't know what's your thoughts on the goal, Anthony. Yeah, pr- pretty much all of the above, mate. Um, and as, as I say, the, the, the defending um, was terrible, but as I say, I, as well, Joe Hart really should be, you know, quite man ball and everything in between. Joe Hart should be all over that. Instead, he was, you know, he was flapping at, at thin air. So, yeah, pretty much everything you said. My other gripe, um, always is as well, um. I, I would I, I, again. I think it's put, put um, players on the posts at corners as well. Because if you have a, if you had a guy, a, a, anyone there on that post, it was um, 
the, the ball was moving so slowly that it could um, that it could easily have been cleared. I've never understood why we why we don't do that. Um, I don't know that some managers do it, some don't. But I've always been a fan of having um, players on the on the post because, like you say, a corner kick, anything can happen. It can you know deflections or bounces can go in a. It can take the ball in a completely opposite direction. But had we had a guy on the post there, it would have been cleared and would have got away with one. But yeah, the set, set Pete right across the board. I think Hart's probably the most the most culpable. Um, because he's got to, he's got to do better there. But like you said, I don't think any of the defenders covered themselves in glory. Uh Stephen, I think Anthony makes makes good points. It was just, uh, it was so many errors, in it, so many errors in it. Like the Joe Hart one every time I see it, like big fan of Joe Hart. I know, I know you're also a massive fan of Joe Hart. So I'm assuming you'll be this, but they've probably been. I mean, about to let yourself go, you're probably been winding yourself up all weekend waiting on this moment. Um, I, I, I do agree, it doesn't look great in them, doesn't look great in Taylor and stuff, but I it just was not a great moment. It was not a great moment. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anyone noticed her, but Michael's comment again, um, he said, why was Taylor marketing? He was head and shoulders above him. I thought that was good wordplay, head and shoulders. Uh, I hope that's what he meant. I hope, I hope that's what he meant. But well, um, he's claiming it. If, if not, no, it's my joke. Alistair Jack done this to me before, and he took one of my jokes, and he said it was his, but it was mine. But um, look, lads, let's let's have a, a frank discussion here, right? If these type of games don't show you why we need a new goalkeeper, I am struggling. I'm struggling so bad that what game you are actually watching. This is a joke. This this this, this is the joke. Goalkeeper Stephen, but I, I just I know. Like, but I'm saying for anybody watching, it wasn't an it wasn't an emergency like it was when we needed you on. Well, for me, it's a it's a it's a fucking big emergency now. See all this irrational decision making that he's starting to do coming out in the first half, trying to get the ball. He's nowhere near it. The key, he nearly got lobbed. That goal there, like you said, four 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 yards from his line. Where is he? He's star jumping. He's doing a weird flap thing at, on his goal line. Nobody knows what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Greg Taylor gets, remember this one, flung about like a wet track. We all know what that means. <laughs> he gets flung about like a wet track. Like, he didn't even make an, an effort. Like, I don't care if he's five foot and he's seven foot. You put your body up against him and you go toe to toe. He does fail like a fish. Obika, like you said, didn't have to do nothing and just put the ball in the back of the net. And Anthony, you're bang on again. A player on that um, right-hand side post would have cleared that all day long. Maybe that's another fine that you need to issue into the dressing room. <laughs> but um, Joe, Joe Hart is he's gone now. And, and look, it wasn't a necessity. It was yeah. Shelton gets it 100. Mm-hmm. You're right. It wasn't a necessity, right? But I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like winding myself up, trying to hold myself back here. He is, he's just, he, he, he's just not good enough no more to be Celtic's number one. And another criminal thing is as well, he's comfortable knowing he's going to be our number one because Segrist and Bain aren't going to challenge him. So he doesn't have someone sniffing up his arse and trying to push his game forward. Obviously, he's an excellent trainer, but when you have competition for places, it pushes it that wee bit further. Uh, Greg <laughs> Taylor, you all know my gripes of Greg Taylor. And we all said it in the summer, left back, goalkeeper, striker, left back, goalkeeper, striker. Never happened. People are saying it's not a necessity. Well, unfortunately, lads, in Europe, Greg Taylor's been found out constantly. 
and Joe Hart is now being found out on a domestic level. And quite frankly, some of that starfish flapping and coming out to the edge of the box is embarrassing. And it, it pains me to say it, he should, we should replace him in January as soon as possible and let him go to Shrewsbury. We all know he wants to end his career in League Two in England. Let him go there as soon as possible. He just randomly dropped it there. I don't know if that was me or not. He's back. He did. Everybody went at that point there. He he didn't like my opinion. He didn't like my opinion. He's gone. (laughs) I think that's a wee bit harsh for Alistair. Come on, son. Come on, what are you drinking? Nah, maybe not 18 months ago, but definitely now. A hundred percent now. Please tell Uh, me you agree, Anthony. Please. You have to. I'm not adverse to to buying a new goalkeeper. I, I think we may struggle in January to get maybe who we would see as a long term unless the, the weird one for me and Ross has touched it I think we've, we've kind of both said it as well like January is predominantly a hard window to get, get players in because who as his fans will want are probably first team regulars if we go and buy a third choice goalkeeper for a team might be a really good goalkeeper better than Joe Hart up and coming people go it's another project that's like you're not going mm. to I think it's hard to get who you actually want in January. But then I would argue, frankly, a third-choice goalkeeper, a third-choice goalkeeper at an Eredivisie, a Serie A, EPL club is probably, if not on standard or better. I'm just, I I totally agree, Stephen. It it might be, and this guy is case in point. I think he's third-choice at uh, Real Madrid and is getting spoke about. He's only 23, 24, Ukrainian number one. But I think the way folk might look at that and paint it is going, well, one replacing your number one with a number three and it's like well there's yeah. no happy medium and I think people get carried away like you say to folk or oh, January is predominantly a hard window to deal with and it's like oh well that's you making excuses already look what we've done when we got Maeda Hatati and things in it was like well mm-hmm. aye but Japanese league was finished then that's the sense of their summer folk choose to ignore that but that was I'll agree that was a good January window but mm-hmm. that January window was somebody's essentially summer window so I think I, I think it'll be hard to get first team. I know Rogers is saying again quality. That's what he wants quality. I will be surprised if we get the quality we're all expecting in January. Cause I just it's just a hard window to deal with. Hard window to deal in. But you might pick up one or two. But I think your main business will be done in the summer because I think Rogers will predominantly be shopping in European markets as opposed to where Andrew was going and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, that's just kind of wrapped up the game. But I want to. Without still, we'll still kind of talk about the game like it, it was a, a poor day at the office. But I, I, these, I'll come to yourself first, Stephen. Do you think, you think Rogers maybe has got to come up with a bit of criticism? I thought for me, when we missed the first penalty, I know we've said plenty of players weren't playing well and stuff, and you yourself said you weren't, you didn't think Palmer was playing well. But I thought it was strange on as soon as he misses his penalty. They take him and Kyogo off. You're still needing that goal, and you take your biggest goal threat off in Kyogo, and I would argue your most creative player. Maybe O'Reilly has got a stake stake for that as well. But like one of if you're not your most creative player, and Palmer, maybe there was a wee bit of fatigue for him. Obviously coming off the back, of, I think he only arrived back in in Friday anyway. But sometimes you. It was maybe said at the start of the game, obviously, well, I just want a good 60, 70 minutes out of you. But I think sometimes when you're needing a goal, you've, you've got to keep these players on, surely. I thought they were, I thought they were too strange. I know it, it sounds stupid saying that because obviously 
oh, wins a penalty that you score off and Turnbull scores that penalty. So they two subs <laughs> that came on effectively impacted the game. But I just think at the time and all of it, it was it was very strange for me. Well, I thought originally when he brought O1 for home that he was going to go two up top or play Kugel mm-hmm. slightly off um, O up top. And then, like you said, it was a strange decision. I could understand why he took Palma off, but then I couldn't understand why he took Kyogo off. Because, like what you said, we've seen him go to the front two a few times during the season. I thought that's, maybe that's what he was going to do, like a 4-4-2, Johnson and Yang on the other wing with McGregor Riley just kind of sitting. And it didn't kind of work out like that. I was quite surprised. And I thought that overall, I mean, the game itself, you mentioned all the players. I thought that we were just poor on, on, on all fronts. I, I really did. I thought that we were so ineffective in the game. Like I said, we had all the possession that you could ask for. I think it was 81%. But Motherwell, every time they broke up the pitch, obviously you were at the game, you might be able to say that's better than me. But on the TV, it, they looked dangerous. They looked really athletic. They looked quick. They had a couple of two-on-twos, a couple of three-on-twos, and just for bad judgment on their part, they didn't get free on goal. But yeah, the, the subs... It was, it this is what I'm trying to say. I can't put my finger on how I feel. I, do, I really can't. It was... Like, Johnson coming on trying to save us the game, for me, is just criminal. I think when you when you put bring on O, you take off home, you're expecting the front two, just go full pelt at it, maybe a couple of long balls, kind of roughing, roughing up their centre halves because we weren't really making an impact. Kyogo actually got more involved in the game. When it went to O up top, he was dropping deep, he was linking play, he was getting into the box, he was making runs, um, them late runs into the box where defenders can't pick up. And then once that went with it we just kind of drifted out of the game bar the penalty kicks and as i said at the start of the podcast two shots on goal two penalty kicks that is not good enough and it's a far contrast from the aberdeen game when it felt like look um, <laughs> it felt like we we're watching postacogby's team again against aberdeen just relentless football direct passing bang 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 and i'm not saying anything wrong with rogers here but that was a, a stark contrast and i just felt it was lazy football sideways passing ineffective passing the centre-backs had the most of the game. Liam Scales and, and Carter Vickers had a field day passed it to each other. And we just uh, weren't good enough to win that game, to be honest. Oh, no, I, 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 I kind of agree with that. And as Jed said, the mother will play down to football. I tend to kind of agree with that a wee bit. But that's it. That's it right. They're off the back in nine games. Game plan. One. Obviously, they're on to ten now. But I think they'll take a lot of positives to come to Celtic and, and get a point. Um, from it, especially after going down one, but I don't know. I don't know what the mood was like at the at the game. Anthony certainly, be sixty five minutes played, still a big chunk of the game left. And like you say, you take off, take off your main goal scorer, and you take off um, Palmer, and you bring on, bring on Mikey Johnson. I mean, I I, I probably got to be really unfair in the guy because I just I, I think he's had his time at Celtic. I've just yep. I, I can't can't be dealing with the guy any, anymore. But I do appreciate that he's he's only there out of necessity now because obviously Maeda and Abada's injured and things like that. I think people are choosing to ignore that. But obviously we did see in touch on Tiller as well. He came on and had a wee camera looked quite bright and stuff. Again, I think he was on more the well, Yang was knackered and had to go <coughs> off. But for me, I, I, I thought the substitutions were a wee bit strange, Anthony, the timing of them anyway. Yeah, I think... To be fair, I mean the mood, the mood around the crowd. I mean the the crowd stuck with the team, the full game. I mean, and as I said, it tended to get louder as the game was going on. You know, trying to to back them. There wasn't that sort of sense of 
um, kind of anger or any abuse getting directed at the, at the, the team that I could sense anyway. I don't know, but it's obviously it's it's a big part. There'll be different mm. pockets elsewhere, but definitely down our way, it was it was supportive rather than uh, than anything else. But um, I think probably, I mean, don't be wrong, Kyogo didn't have he hadn't done much in the game up until mm. the point where he did come off. So I think the actual original chat around that point was obviously took a bad injury um, against Aberdeen and obviously he's still maybe not 100% over that. So we actually thought uh, he's maybe, it's maybe been done as a, a precaution. But then I've, I've not heard anything to suggest that was the case, you know, the after-match comments or anything like that. So, yeah, he's, it, it was a, a bit of a strange one, yeah. Um, but I know, I know what you mean, Fran, in terms of... Uh, uh, we, we all know if the, the squads, if a, if a fairly fit squad, um, Mikey Johnson's not getting a look in. He's not even getting in the, on the bench, let alone in the team. But it's just the, the case at the moment, Abada's out, Maeda's out. Um, and I, I think James Forrest wasn't even on the bench yet on or on Saturday either. So, you, you know, there's you can only, you have to play somebody. Um I didn't see Tilio. I know he came on, um, mm. but as I say, I was already gone by that point. But I did hear that he looked he looked decent when he came on, so that's encouraging. But yeah, I don't imagine. I think come January, I think Mike will be he'll be in uh, pastures new away for the away for Celtic. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think just for the guy's own career, really. And I think he's it's only he's been here about eight years or something, and only played like eighty games or something. It's. Mm. I mean, I'm not guys. I'm sitting in my, my living room here. I'm not going to try and. I mean, that is my gift as a fan to be able to slate a player. Say what you want to say. Say what you want to say. Like, pretend that I'm, I know it all, but he, he, you don't get to Celtic if you're, you're a bad player today. But I just think he's maybe just. Miro Baldi did. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> true. But uh, I just. There's no, there's no denying the boy's got talent, but I just think he's it, it's not at Celtic, it's not going to happen for him. So I, I just think it's uh, just I can't take to Mikey Johnson anymore. I'm sick of seeing I think the, Mikey Stewart spoke about this in one of his um, podcasts before about when he broke into the team at Man United. You know, that great Man United team, you know, your Scrooge, your Giggs, your Beckhams and all that. And there's no that Michael Stewart was a terrific football player, but he wasn't, he didn't have enough time regular time in that team to really go on to the, the next level and to a lesser obviously not to that kind of scale. I would say it's it's similar with, with Mikey Johnson. Like you say, there's, there's no denying he's he's a talented player and he's a, a bag of tricks and he's been effective for us in the past. But throughout a, a number of things, most of it being injuries, it's just mm-hmm. it's hampered his progress and now there's just guys above him in the pecking order and it's it's unfortunate but it's you know football's a ruthless um, sport, unfortunately, and um, he, he's, he's had chances. And you know, it's it's unfortunate. You know, some players are just injury prone. It's just not something that can be helped. I don't think there's necessarily there's ever been any accusations of him, you know, feigning injury or or, or anything like that. Um, it's just you know that's what it is. Sometimes he's but his body's probably let him down. But mm-hmm. as I say, and but oh, game he's just well, he's never ever kind of complained or made excuses or anything like that. I mean, he'd done a, an interview just recently there and it was a lot of taking on himself. You know, he says, I've, I've got to, you know, try and get better and things like that. So you you got to applaud him on, on that sense. But yeah, just like you say, Franny, I think it's just realised that he's 
that that I think that time for him has passed now to be any kind of regular in the team and for the sake of his own career it's probably better they, they would you know get more regular game time um, elsewhere. I thought it's it to kind of sort of flip it a wee bit for him. I think I've said that for him. I just wonder if the League Cup final where Julian scored, where he was going through one and one, if he sticks that mm-hmm. away, might have yeah. had a different Celtic career. Then mm-hmm. obviously hindsight, the the St Johnston game where Lennon, the infamous one where Lennon tells him to fuck off when he's came on injured in the last <laughs> a couple of minutes. Or something. Lennon's, I, 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 I felt sorry game. for him that night because he, he's probably. Be honest, I, did me I, was, I was probably in Lennon's camp, but I think, like you say, hindsight, you get the better, you go, well, nah, I can understand it when you look at He's had tons of injuries, he's got a chance, he's got to say aye. Mm-hmm. And then two minutes later or whatever, as in Lennon, we're having to play with 10 men chasing the goal and stuff. So, I think, aye, for we, me, we, I think we, he just we, needs to move on. With, with what you're saying about. Um, I think you're bang on, by the way. With the, I think he would have a different outlook on the fact if if he was known as somebody that settled the, a cup final against Rangers rather than the guy that missed a golden chance against Rangers. There's the, 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 there's a certain psyche in fans' minds that that them that, that, that I, I totally agree. And I also, I've, I've brought that I used this example when um, I was through at Celtic Park the day that we lost the dead rubber game against Rangers at the tail end of last season. Um, me and my, my dad, my sister, and the wee boy, we went through to Parkhead to watch the, the beam back in the, the Kerrydale suite. And obviously, Rangers scored quite early on that game. And then 10 seconds later, we were right up the park. And oh, done everything. You know, he done, oh, his technique was perfect, uh, but it shaved the postman out, out for a goal kick. I think he's still, to an extent, suffering that kind of uh, way as well. He's He's remembered as the guy that's that missed a sitter against Rangers, and I, I think until I know he's, he's he's won a couple, he's scored a couple of match winners since. But I think until he has one of the big moments, like if he scores a winner in a European game or scores a, in a big game against Rangers, I think he he suffers from that that similar kind of outlook amongst um, a large section of the support. I totally, but I will no doubt I'll not get Europe. Your thoughts on this team because no doubt we'll be talking about Mikey Johnson soon <laughs> in the January window and no doubt in the summer of 2025 when he's still kicking every well, 2030 for fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> we'll just we'll, we'll quickly we'll quickly bring up the Scottish Cup draw. We'll not really delve too much into it because I, I just we'll, we'll bring it up because obviously it was made it was made yesterday. We I was sitting watching it and I actually put in the group chat because I think there was four fixtures still to come out and Celtic and Rangers weren't they? Hadn't they been Ooh. pulled out of the draw? I was like, surely not. Then the next thing we were out, we got a home tie against Bucky Fissle. We we started defensive defensive the trophy we've won the most times in uh, in Scotland and stuff. So, nay upset as I seem surely no, it's no an Inverness Cali Fissle moment coming up. Ah, uh, with these that look. I watch. I still watch the FA Cup for these ties. I, I like. We non-league teams are part-time teams playing the big boys, and I'm excited to see. I'm actually genuinely. I'm excited to see this game and, and watch mm-hmm. something as Bucky Thistle, something different. I haven't seen this team before. I know. I was listening to. I think it was their chairman done an interview today saying this tie is going to set them up for years to come. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he 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 pumps hundreds of thousands of pounds in the Bucky Thistle because they're a highly league team, and he said his expenses to keep them going. So, look again. It's the romantic of the cup competitions, isn't it? You like you like these things. Like I remember growing up and I was watching like I don't know what Farsley Celtic against Bolton. You know, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Either we stadiums are all filled and 
everyone is eating the pie and they're all going mental and we kids are there supporting the team, albeit it's a Celtic Park, but it's the same feeling. I'm sure they'll bring a fantastic away support with them. And I know they're playing green and white. I'm sure it's green and white mm, stripes, yeah, I think. So, do you know what I mean? It's, it's again, it's it's the, the romantic nature of the cup. Now I'm looking forward to it. Is it going to be a game we're going to win? A hundred percent should be a game we're going to win. <laughs> it's a it's a cup game. Do you know what I mean? It's a one-off tie. We always say that's about Champions League. So you have to be on, give the team respect, do your research, do your tactical analysis, whatever you have to do, and pick the best team possible to win that game. Ah, uh, totally. And it's I, I don't know if you've seen the video, Anthony. The the boss of the team, the Bucky Thistle team, are watching the draw and the the, the celebrations in the pub and that that is classic. Like Stephen said, mm-hmm. it's the romance of the cup. I think. That's missing a wee bit for the FA Cup because I think they brung in seedings in the FA Cup, whereas I don't mm-hmm. think we do that now. So you, I mean, you don't necessarily see these ties pop up. Uh, well, I say that, and somebody's just popped us in the comments for that season. I totally forgot about that. That Darvel came, came against Aberdeen and stuff. So it's I feel like these KP games are are rare and stuff. So it, it maybe would have been well, maybe not for Buck Officials' point of view in the sense that. When they think of the finances, that the the financial gain for them is better at Celtic Park. But maybe the romance in me would have maybe preferred the the tie, the reverse tie of it. But it's it's a competition that's well we're well versed in our history and stuff. It's it's one way one we like to win as the history books will tell you as well. And without jumping away at the final, it's it's one it's it's a game. The the final of the Scottish Cup. It's usually Susan Sunshine. It's it's what Celtic's all about. It's playing that last game of the season. Send you away in the summer if you win it, and, and a good, a good mood, good uh, outlook and stuff. And so, it's the perfect tie that you should start that journey, I guess. I, I, absolutely, mate. As I say, I was I was away in Glasgow last night, but I heard the, the news that we'd we'd drawn. I had a message my big brother saying it's your, your two favourite things going off against each other, <laughs> Selick and Bucky. Um, you know, as the end of the nose there, Kev knows he's a, he's a fan of the old Coat Bridge champagne, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, you're, you're absolutely playing it's on, mate. That's that that where that's sell the most, eh? I heard that in the radio, though. Uh, I think so. I think that, you know, the in, in, a, in the world now, VAR and, you know, sports washing and all that, you forget what football's supposed to be all about and the footage of the guys are celebrating that the players are celebrating in the pub. That's that for me is what, what football's all about. I mean, I'm a, a huge fan of the, the Scottish Cup, um, and it's it's it, listen, it's it's a great draw. There's there's, there's no two way about. It. And I think I'm, I'm certainly hoping that Celtic make have you know if we can pack the place out a bit more as well. Like, let's not have a ridiculous um, ticketing um, price oh, for price. a game in the third week of January. Lower the price a wee bit and. You know, you'd rather have a full house or a, a, a relatively full house compared to, you know, having it, you know, pricing it at £35, even though it's going to be on the TV and, you know, 20,000 turn up. You know, I love the Scottish yeah. Cup games when, when it's when it's a lot busier. And, um, yeah, I will, I will, you know, I'll be there. That's my birthday weekend, so I'll be there one way, one way or another. Mm. And, um, yeah, looking, looking forward to it. Like, as, as Steve says, there's, there certainly shouldn't be um, any issues on the part we, we're getting the result, but it's a great occasion, um, and it'll set Bucky up for for years to come. And um, but yeah, if we want to earn our, our sunny days at Hamden in May, um, yeah, that, these are the games that you've got to play in um, to get through. So I, I I don't I don't foresee any slip ups, but absolutely superb occasion. And even the the, the other massive news as well. I nearly had to pick my jaw off, off the floor was you know um, 
the bootleg Rangers getting drawn away from home as well. Gee, mm-hmm. we wonders will never see. Who they against? Uh, Dumbarton, I think. Dumbarton, I oh, They obviously forgot to heat the balls up before they put oh. them in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, aye, no, it's, <laughs> it's a great occasion that, and like you say, Anthony, I hope just for Bucky's sake as well. There's players that, like you say, they're part time players, it'd be great if they get a massive crowd. Because, mm-hmm. no disrespect to them again, it's unlikely to kind of get that kind of opportunity again to play in such a big stadium and stuff. So, I hope they get a great, great turnout just for just for the boys as well and stuff. So, it'll be good, good total occasion for them. but We'll just kind of we'll, we'll move forward to tomorrow night uh, in Rome. Uh, look ahead to Champions League football again. It's it's a weird one because I think if I look looking at the group, even to get uh, at third, we need to win both games. I think we need to win tomorrow by two clear goals. I think the way the points going, it's, I blame got to try and gun it. But I think if we we need to obviously beat Feyenoord. And win the Mora and hope fire. I don't think with the goal difference and stuff, it's one miles back. It's I tried to work it out, but I, I can't actually totally work it. But I know I'm, there obviously is a, a total outside chance, Anthony, that we can, we can make we can actually finish second. But we need to obviously win both games, and then we would need to hope uh, other results go our way. That Atletico Madrid won both their remaining games off the back of that, and I think even then, I think it's fire nod that would be sitting. Second, we'd need to obviously beat Feyenoord with three clear goals because we what was the final score? Was it three one? They beat us two nil. Two nil. We'd need to win by three clear goals to to finish second, and I think we need to win by two clear goals against Lazio to finish third. It's it's something <laughs> mad like that. I think we need to do. I don't have no totally win in it, but um, just before we kind of go into a score and particularly a what are you thinking of tomorrow? Do you think we can maybe get, I know Chris Sutton will not be commentating, but do you think we can get another moment where Rome is conquered? I, I, I certainly hope so, mate. Although for some of the permutations to work out, we might need a wee bit of divine intervention. But I think <laughs> totally. we've got that one cornered because um, for what I, I read, the, the team's going to be um, guess the honour way with, with, with Pope Francis uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. um, at the Vatican. Yeah, so well, hopefully they complete a few rosaries and, uh, you know, miracles miracles can happen you know as brendan always signs off on all his program notes anything is possible you know so uh listen let's let's see in the, the first game you know it was a smash and grab you know it was the last kick of the ball they they, they got the they got the one and goal it was it was absolutely sickening because we had put in a very similar perform um, performance levels to that that we did against atletico and and didn't get I thought we deserved at least a point on the night against Lazio and um, put it that way. And obviously we as well we remember, you know, the eyes in my ears, toenail being the you know, that, that mm-hmm. that's how you know small the margin was that we we didn't get the, the second goal um a few minutes before. So there's I don't think I, I don't think this Lazio team are it's not going to be like a difference like with Atletico, whereas we had a fantastic performance against them at home, but you kind of always felt like we were going to be, it was very much David against Goliath in the in the return leg. I don't think we should have that type of feeling going into this game. Uh, I, I, I think, I mean, Lazio are obviously a, a decent outfit, but they're not Atletico Madrid by, by any stretch of any imagination. And like you say, we've had for the good result there um, recently as well. I think it's incredible to think the last three times we've played Lazio, um, all three games have been um, two-one, and all one-in goals have came 
in the, in the dying moments. You know, you know, twice it's went in our favour, and obviously, unfortunately, Lazio got the the upper hand in the, the last game. So, you know, and and anything's possible. I don't, you know, I, I, I really hope it doesn't turn into a typical away night for us. Um, but I, I don't think we've got anything to. I don't know if fear's the right word, but they, they, they didn't show me that they're, they're, an, they're an outfit we should be, you know, terrified of playing in their home their home patch. You know, if we turn up and give a good account of ourselves the best we can, I think there's more than enough chances of getting something out of the game. No, I totally, totally agree, Anthony. And I'll come to yourself, Stephen, in the Champions League. It's where you want Celtic to be doing better, which is fair. You want us to do better in Europe and stuff. Um. Again, I think it's it's, it's fair for you and and Matt. So I, I agree with you, Anthony. I don't like. Of course, they're a good team. It's and it will be slightly different for for Parkhead. But I don't. I, I agree with you. Your comparison with difference in Atletico Madrid home and away is night and day. Where I think this will be very similar. I think without really knowing how Lats are playing. When you look at the sort of their their recent run of games, it's it's a very mixed bag. Shall we say? And, they're, they're obviously picking decent results up in Europe, but they've also in the league. I think they're sitting eleventh in Serie A, which I, I admit is a better standard than the, the Scottish league. But it's not the Serie A that we certainly mean yourself, Anthony. Obviously, a wee bit more of a vintage than Stephen that would have grew up watching Italian football when it was. For mm. well, we thought it was great, but I think latterly we're finding a lot of it was rugby. So there's my bad reason it was great. <laughs> <laughs> But it was still it was great football back then. All the best players in the world were there, but it turns out because there was a lot of dirty money, maybe kicking a bit there, and that got all these players there. But I don't. I'm, I'm with Anthony eh, Stephen. I don't. I, I'm. I'm not going to be on here. On not that I'm on on Friday, but I wouldn't be on here on Friday. Sitting having it, but it's hard to say that we're not on the performance. But if we kind of lose similar to how if the game goes similar to how it went at Parkhead, where you. You're well in the game for big, and it's a smash and grab, like Anthony said. I wouldn't be on here Friday slating Celtic. I still think that's a, a, a decent side, but again, I think it's a side, and I think it's a team look, purely looking at their form without actually seeing a minute of their football apart for the time we played them. I think it's a game, for me anyway, I think we should be targeting to whether we get, like we say, we, I spoke about all the permutations and how we need to qualify is almost nigh impossible even with, with a couple of wins and things well to get to the the top of the group anyway but i think it's to even just try and get that win in europe and just just build a foundation to go forward i, I certainly think it's a fixture you can you can look at i well i mean all the fixers bar Felix and madrid are fixers we can look at and do better in but unfortunately at the end of the day we haven't that's the the case the, the, the case in point here I know people say we compete really well, which we do in games, but we lost the Lazio game, five margins, the Farnod game, two men sent off, and the Fadigo games were done. I think it's done. that we didn't get off because also two games away from Aye, that. Yeah, 100%. The Fadigo games, I will accept, were basically free hits. We got a fantastic result, uh, two each at Parkhead, brilliant night, brilliant occasion. But, yeah, it's it's nigh on impossible unless, as you said, results go in our favour, we even qualify for the Europa League. It's going to be a really tough task, and Going away, the, the Lazio, obviously mentioned the result we got last time with Lenny in charge, but again, this is a totally different Lazio team. It's a totally different Celtic team, different set of tactics, different set of managers. 
And that's who have been really indifferent in Serie A from like you, Franny, going off their, their recent games. And I think you're right about, about their league position. They're, they're not doing that well. But they're still getting the likes of Immobile, uh, Felipe Anderson, players of that kind of quality who can cause you problems. And it's a, it's a team, in my opinion, that Celtic shouldn't be afraid to go toe-to-toe with. I think we could take the game to them. I think we showed in the first game, if we keep our possession quick, we keep the passing fresh and, and crisp, we can cause them problems take our chances when they present themselves. And the only thing that concerns me, I know you're going to come on to it, is the, the, the availability of players. I mean, Pamela will be out, Mieta will be out. So is he going to do a formation change? Uh, maybe a 3-5-2, something of that nature. Obviously, you'd have to start Johnson on one wing and, and Yang on the other. Yeah. If, if Palma is out, yeah. he's suspended. Oh, he got, he got picked. Oh, yeah. Fuck's sake, I'll bet it's got so, so he's out. So that's a big issue, unless, unless there's a formation change. But at the, at the end of the day, look, the last two games here are basically dead rubbers, in my opinion. I know there's slim hope that we can do it, but the Champions League campaign in a hold for me is done. I think the European campaign in a hold for me is completely over, unless a miracle happens. What I do want to see is what Franny said, building a foundation for next year. Get a win, at least, out of the one, the one of these two games coming up next. Away from home in Lazio will, will, be, dif- will be difficult. But AR, a win is worth 1.5 million. So, I mean, there's money. Come back into the club there if we get these victories. That's Stephen Verdick, I'll tear up. <laughs> but uh, I hope we get at least a win between the, the Lazio and Farnold game. Tomorrow night, I don't think it'll end. If it ends up like the Atletico game, I'd be absolutely fuming. Because, like you said, Anthony, there are no Atletico Madrid by any means of the imagination that Atletico teams fill the superstars, bringing on World Cup winners from the bench. They don't have that type of quality in their squad. So I'd be expecting us to go there tomorrow with no fear. I'd expect us to approach the game with an attacking sense and looking to take something out of it. And hopefully that's a <laughs> hopefully that's maybe a point or, or a victory. And, and I'll be actually quietly chuffed if we manage to even get one or two of them results there. Uh, it's, just, just put me in a downer there, Stephen. Just put me in a downer. Why? I forgot, was, I forgot Palmer was suspended. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, it's, it's certainly... Uh, it's certainly not going to be an easy night. No, no, no game isn't at this level um, and stuff. Oh, there's a wee fucking still game one you make, Anthony, back in South Africa. Mine's <laughs> <laughs> been very upset with the board. Yeah, well, mm. hope so. Uh, yeah, I, like, I hope that we can we can, we can pull it up. Mate, I know. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> the way you said them, the way you said them, I hope they're going to be upset with the board. I hope so. <laughs> no, I, I, he answered it well. I don't know where he was. I don't know. I mean, fair play, to actually getting an answer for that. I was just, I just mere saying the South Africa thing, and it just made me think who's still game. Where I was talking about who's the furthest away of your shag. Oh, Jesus, man, South Africa. No, it's him. Listen, Celtic could win six nothing tomorrow night, mate, and they'll they'll mm-hmm. still be folk that have issues with the board. So uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. Isn't the key it? is it's just it's certainly got to be a hostile atmosphere and stuff. It's it's a hostile stadium. It's hostile fans. I've said yep. hostile a lot there. Um, you I did say about, quite a lot. you have me scared now, Martin on TV. <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> we'll just have to try and. I mean, it's. It's easy to say. You just got to try and keep them quiet early on. Just try and not concede an early, an early stupid goal or whatever. A, a typical Celtic goal away from home in Europe, I suppose, would be the best thing. So, I, I just keep it tight and 
try and quiet them, get the fans on their back and stuff, maybe, and just really just try and bulge your way into the game, I guess. And just coming on to it, um, I'll come to yourself first, Anthony. We'll start with your team, then just a wee score prediction. Bear in mind, Palmaf, your team, Dana. Yeah, I think so. Um, I dad <laughs> forgot that he'd, he'd been booked as well. Um, so, yeah, that'd be Joe Hart and goals. I think Alistair Johnson will return at, at right back. Mm. Taylor scales Carter Vickers, so I would imagine so we you know that, that kind of team but part of the team picks itself. Um Cal McGregor obviously start um O'Reilly and Bernardo maybe. Um but I, I think it'd maybe be a, a potential just to try and get offer a wee bit more security in the middle of the park. Mm. Um I was thinking and then I think Kyogo will start up front and then a now, I'm not sure if he's injured or not because he wasn't in, in the team at all on Saturday. But potentially, I would say James Forrest on the right, just with the, the absence with the absence list being what it is. Um, so if he's fit, I would imagine Forrest would start on the right. And yeah, it'll probably be Johnston on the left as well. So yeah, to say we're up against it's, uh, you know, kind of goes without saying. But having said that, James has scored uh, the equalising goal in Rome mm-hmm. the last time. So I'd love him to, to repeat that. So, uh, aye, I'll go 2-1 well, Celtic, Mikey Johnson yeah, to score the winner. James Forrest, Anthony, that was when you said Mikey Johnson. I was a con, no. <laughs> but it's just a strong possibility. And what was your score, sorry? 2-1 uh, t- t- Mikey Johnston to score the winner. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ah, let's go for it, Anthony. What about yourself, Stephen? Well, I'm going to go for Mason Tains. I'll go 3-5-2. I'll go Joe Hart and Nats. Oh, the back three... The back three of Nat Phillips, uh, Carter Vickers and Scales. Mm-hmm. A midfield five of Alistair Johnson, Matt O'Reilly, Cal McGregor and Oden Thiago home and Greg Taylor on the left. Obviously playing as wingbacks, mm-hmm. both him and Johnson. And then up top, I'll go O and Kyogo. I do not think for the life of me, Johnson... I don't think... I don't think for the life of me, Johnson should be anywhere near Champions League starting time. And it'll make me ill if I see his name in the team sheet tomorrow. That is no, by the way, I'm not being disrespectful here, but he's, as Franny said, his yeah. chances came and gone. He needs to leave the club and go on the pastures new. So that's the reason for my 3-5-2. And then maybe within the game, you can change it to a 4 3 with Tilio, Yang, bring them on for speed, a wee bit of explosive dynamism in, in the final third of the pitch. My score prediction? I'll go to each. To each. Mikey John has registered, doesn't he? Because I think he's was one. Oh, that's home a good point. That's a good point. He is. Home grown. Home grown. He'll probably come for the, for the home grown reason. Uh, Stephen, I never actually gave a thought to change the formation. And I'd seen, well, I'd seen some folk mention the three-five-two, but when you say it out yep. like that, it becomes a five when you're defending essentially. And Kyogo can maybe yeah. drop in and make it sort Play. of five-four-one if you want. And when defence so, I, I can, I can probably see that in it. To, to be honest with you, the only reason I wasn't going is uh, you, you tend to find you hear professionals saying def- like free at the back is totally different if you're playing your 4-3-3, yeah. three, three, it's totally different. But the fact that your wing-backs are still essentially a right and left-back that plays every game, I'm, I'm certainly not adverse to that team, Stephen. Uh, uh, right now, it probably wouldn't surprise me. But I've went with same back four as your, well, back five as your selling, so I think that Right now, that picks itself. Though the only slight doubt I've got is maybe skills. How obviously he taken a bad knock at the weekend. I know he carried on, but 
you never know if something I've not heard anything to suggest that he won't be playing. So if maybe his eye maybe sort of swelled up or anything, I've not no heard anything. So I'm just assuming he's got to be okay to play. Um I've picked a midfield. I, I was I was toying with Bernardo Anthony, like you say, just for, for legs and cover, but I've went McGregor Tumble already. I think Tumble just come in just off the back. He's, oh he's Jesus. It's it's not pacey. It's not pacey. I'll admit, it's Stephen. not pacey, It's not pacey. Like, like. um, I did have I was cutting Yang some slack and having him in um in Palma, but I had Yang on the right, but I've had to swap him out and put him on the left and I'm bringing James Forrest in, I think. I think James Forrest will start on the right and I'm going with Kyle. So I, I went Hart, Johnston, CCV, Scales, McGregor, Tumble, O'Reilly, Forrest on the right, Yang on the left, Kyle up front. And I'm going really bold and going 3-1, keeping the dream alive, getting the result we need. <laughs> getting the result we need to keep the dream alive. But, uh, well, no, you have to be positive. As uh, AR said, there, there's no point turning up if you're not positive. It would certainly make match night six very interesting. It would, mm. it would. Let's ideally, let's hopefully we're going going into match day six and not being a damp squad, so to speak, and, and we're going into it with something to play for, whether that be to finish third, second, or third. It just, it's, it's, we'd be great to go into it, but we'll, we'll round up the, uh, what is this? What's he? Oh, he's been giving me it stinking for this top. Anthony, I have to say, yeah, mate, I yeah. love watching you holding in your yawn. I thought you were crying. <laughs> I thought you were crying. <laughs> All I see was his face going. That last one was good. Um, so Rose try to hold in, uh, hold in his laugh. When, when I'm laugh I'm like, Slip of the tongue, shall we say. On that note, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up the night. Have you enjoyed Actually, Franny, two, two wee seconds. Two, two wee seconds. Franny, can you turn your comments off, please? Right. We're brought back to the end of the quiz show, the last podcast, so we yeah. may as well keep it going while we can. Same five questions between Franny and Anthony. I think Willie won the last one between him and Ross. And the first to three will get it, or the first, whoever answers the most within the five. You know, you know. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Question number one. Who was the first England manager to make David Beckham captain? Sven Jordan Eriksson. Oh, it was. Wrong, Franny. Who's it been before? Oh, not to be after Hoddle. Why not have been? Roy Hodgson? Yeah. No, Peter Taylor. <laughs> question, question two. Which former West Ham player guided Croatia to two famous wins over England? Davos Shuka? Nope. Anthony, over to you. Slavon Bilic. 1-0 to Anthony. Slavon Bilic it was. Question number three. Who is the only player to score 100 league goals in England and Scotland? Kenny Douglas. Kenny Douglas, 2-0. Ah! Question number four. Which ex-member of Chelsea's Foreign Brigade, Brigade was awarded an OBE in 2004? Gianfranco Zola. 3-0, Anthony. Wow. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't even know who they were. We'll go, we'll, we'll go for the last one. We'll go for the last one. We consolation, maybe. We consolation, right? Probably. Question number five. Which team are known as the Cherries? Oh, uh, Brighton. Nope. 
Bradley? No. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I know it's I know it's no, but it, I, I need to go Bournemouth. Three. What'd you go? I said Bournemouth, but it's no then. Three one. There you go, a cancellation. Hopefully yeah. won it, but three one. Bournemouth for right. the cherries, yeah. I don't know why I said Bournemouth, but I thought I didn't think that was right. So that's one each from between Willie and Anthony then in terms of quiz wins. I'm going to keep a track of this and see who wins the most between now <laughs> and then the season. But Franny, back to you in the studio. <laughs> All right, as I was saying, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up and uh, I should also mention that how we're on TikTok. I don't know. Have we still got that there, Stephen? Yeah, I'll put it up. There we go. Follows on that. I mean, we're trying to be down with the young the young kids away all this TikTok. Well, he's doing brilliant with uploading and stuff. So you're certainly doing it with the fashion, son. I think I'll be getting, I might I might be the latest addition to it, I think, Anthony. <laughs> I think I might be the latest addition to it. Um but no, if you want just give us a wee follow on that and stuff, it's just it's there just for a laugh, really, at the end of the day. I think you'll have a clip yep. on it taking the piss out of one on it anyway. So, I think he's a way to ask one if she likes the PlayStation. Oh fire big I like the PlayStation. Do you like the PlayStation? <laughs> Hi, that's what I think. Poor me. Poor me. <laughs> What's he saying about I don't know, that's debatable. I'll, I'll admit I've got terrible fashion. It's 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 up for debate, my fashion sense, I'll admit, I'll admit. But uh, now have you enjoyed it tonight, lads? No, Brilliant, good time, unbelievable. Good, good, and then we'll wrap it up anyway. And as I said, we're back on Friday at eight o'clock. I'm no hundred percent sure. In fact, I think I'm wrong. In fact, I think I'm wrong on Friday, and hopefully, we're talking about a a positive result on uh, for the Champions League. And I'll I'll promise to dress better today. Uh, so we'll we'll leave it at that, and I'll I'll bid you farewell and a hail hail. See you later on. Cheers. Yes.